When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Hi, I'm Dean Blandino from Fox Sports, and you are listening to the Quick Snap Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Quick Snap Podcast. Uh, tonight, it is just uh, just myself. No, Ari, Scott and Tom presenting it. I don't know where they are, um, but they have left me with Neil from Arrowheads Abroad. Neil, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks, mate. And yourself? Uh, yeah, good, thank you. Um, for the viewers that remember, well, the listeners that remember, Neil was with us for the AFC West preview uh, telling us how the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> Still what do you make number one seed. Still number one seed. What do you make of the season so far for Kansas? Um, um, slightly frustrating. Um, we've been defensively really good, offensively not great, but we're six and two and we are still the number one seed. So you can't really complain too much. Um, Hopefully the offense gets better as the season goes on and the defense keeps up its level and we'll be there or thereabouts. Are you surprised that there was no trades that happened yesterday for the Chiefs in terms of getting another weapon per se? Because that seems to be like the problem outside of Kelsey is not really that it guy. I know yeah. they drafted Rashi Rice and he's had fits and starts, but he hasn't had that like Josh Downs breakout game. Um, I was a little bit surprised, but I didn't really see anyone massively appealing who was probably available. Um, maybe DeAndre Hopkins, if the Titans were shopping him, maybe. 
um kind of contract wise that probably could have been made to work but did you really want to give up a pick for him now i don't I mean, know no, um, nobody else picked Gavin Gavin pick when there was an hour no so. exactly yeah um i would have loved to have seen terry mclaurin from washington because it seems like they were trying to get rid of everybody um that, that was would, a strange one that would have been a really nice pickup i would have loved chase young as well actually even though he doesn't play wide receiver but oh, that's yeah. a story um i would have given a third for him in a heartbeat um but yeah terry, was... terry mclaurin would have been really nice but they appear to be happy with who they've got. And yeah. hey, who, am I, who am I to argue with Andy Reid? <laughs> um, as you said, it was the trade deadline yesterday. Um, fellow AFC West rivals didn't make the moves that was expected. The Broncos didn't move on from Cortland, such as Jerry Judy. Uh, they didn't have a fire sale like everybody was expecting. The Raiders... Um, I know you're going to laugh in glee with this. And if Scott was here, he would be smiling from ear to ear that this has happened. Devontae Adams has not been traded, and instead, Josh McDaniels, Dave Ziegler, and uh, the OC, I the think his name is, I think his name is Mick. So, yes, I think it is. But all those three uh, guys have gone from the Raiders, um, which was. A little bit baffling considering that the trade deadline was like nine hours before the firing. So, but as a division rival, don't suppose you care because you know that bottom bottom of the division. Well, I mean, the they were being so badly run that I I would have been quite happy if they'd kept the three guys in charge because, um, you know, they weren't going anywhere this season. I mean, it, it was criminal negligence not to throw the ball to Devontae Adams more. Um, if he's only getting one catch a game, you deserve to be fired as offensive coordinator. And if you're an offensive-minded head coach, you deserve to be fired as well. I was going to say, there was two very, very bad throws that came from Monday Night Football. And then both Devontae Adams could have been walking touchdowns. Mm. Uh, I think we talked about it last week, that they probably wouldn't have won a game for the rest of the year, like with the way they was going. But, but you know, the way the things changed, then it's the first uh, head coach gone. So... But and they've switched up. They've switched up quarterbacks as well. So the rookie is coming in, and Jimmy hey, G's no, sitting on the bench. Yeah, there's a few that have. Uh, there's another one that's happened, but um, with Taylor Heineke and Desmond Ritter. Uh, yes, I didn't realize how des- how bad Desmond Ritter had been this this season. But I say that's a story for another time. Um, so we're going to go on to our. Well, yeah, we'll go on to our. Team of the week, player of the week, and the player of the week. So, Neil, do you want to pick one and start? Or um, my team of the week was the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, they did a very, very impressive job on the 49ers. Um, they look to be getting back to some kind of um groove that they were in last season. Burrow looks like he's getting healthy. Um 49ers really good defense and they they couldn't really deal with the Bengals. Um stuck 31 points on them uh happily. So um I, I was very impressed with the Bengals. I think they're starting to find form um and they beat one of the better teams in the NFC quite comfortably. I was gonna say it was a 14 point win against well, from two weeks ago, an undefeated team. Mm, yeah. they they've lost three straight and Brock Purdy was in concussion protocol last week and he didn't look himself on Sunday. So, but the Bengals turned up, they look like they're getting into their stride now. The early season hiccups have gone. 
what they were a very it was a very good performance i'm gonna say the new orleans saints though i mean they've i know we trashed we trashed them last week on the podcast saying that they had the three worst uh the head coach offense coordinator and defensive coordinator but last week they did show up uh 38 points i know they gave up 27 to indianapolis but colts have been firing the past few weeks um Alvin Kamara looks like the real deal. Rashid Shahid is a find and a half. Taysom oh, Hill's doing three, Taysom Was it Hill's three receptions for 150 yards or something like that? Yeah, it was it was like a Randy Moss level uh, stat line. I'll try and find it. But, I mean, through those three alone, they had, what, three touchdowns at least. Mm. But it's, it's still hot. They're blowing hot and cold, but last week was definitely the hottest they've been for a long long time but i mean it's it falls to shaheed just an unbelievable talent um what's your play of the week uh my play of the week was will levis touchdown um the 33 yarder to westbrook ikani i think it's pronounced yeah uh, dropping back yeah, yeah. Yeah, dropping back under pressure, two guys in his face, flat-footed at best and possibly thrown off his back foot, and he just dropped it in a bucket, 35 yards for the touchdown. It was a beautiful pass. We're not, we're not going to overreact on that one, but <laughs> yeah, he looked... He's definitely QB2, uh, the dual QB for the Titans. I don't think that's going to last long uh, with how Willis has been performing over his starts, but... Uh, Thing with uh, back on Rashid Shahid, it was three targets, three receptions for 153 yards mm. and a touchdown. So they're not bad enough. Yeah. Uh, uh, can can we take him to the Chiefs by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> I think he he did sign a deal in the offseason. We said this again last week. I think he signed a three-year deal in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Um, it was quite team friendly because obviously the Saints are perpetually in cap hell. So, um, my play is the AJ Brown touchdown, the one-handed snag. That was something else. And I will say that AJ Brown is probably the second best type, uh, wide receiver in the NFL right now. Yeah. Behind, <clears throat> behind Tyreek Hill. Um, who you'll probably get to know a lot on Sunday. So I, I already know a little about Tyreek Hill. Yeah. <laughs> Just, just some guy that's got a thousand yards yeah. through eight games. So, yeah. right. um, your player of the week. Uh, my player of the week was Jameer Gibbs, Detroit Lions. Uh, twenty-six carries, hundred and fifty-two yards, and a touchdown, and five receptions for thirty-seven yards. Um, there was a reason they drafted in that high, and he looked every bit the player that you would draft top twenty. Um. If they can have a, a good running game, the Lions are going to be very frisky um, when it comes to the playoff time. So I think they sit second overall, I think, is mm. the they're the second seed behind the Eagles. I think so, yeah. Um, I mean, they traded for Donovan Peoples-Jones to strengthen the wide receiver core. They lost Marvin Jones Jr. Um, but uh, yeah, as you said, this team's hungry. Dan Campbell's mm. coached them the right way. Um, yeah. The amount of talent that oozes from every position. Could they shock the world and make the NFC Championship game or a Super Bowl? I 
I don't see why not. I mean, once I think they'll win the division comfortably. And then yeah. when you get to the playoffs, you know, you're two wins away. So um, can they do it? Yeah, because they'll host a playoff game. No one's really want to go to Detroit um, and play them if they're a well-balanced team, which they appear to be pretty well-balanced on all phases. Um, do I think they're as good as the Eagles and the 49ers? Probably not. But I don't think there's a chasm of a gap there either. You know, I think they're 3A or 3B with Dallas. You could probably take your pick either way around. Um, so ball falls right a couple of times to them. Yeah, I don't see why they couldn't. I mean, after last week, I think they could beat the Niners. Mm, yeah. The, the Eagles, maybe because obviously they've built like a Death Star of like defensive line talent. <laughs> the amount yeah. of people that are complaining that some guys haven't got that many snaps. It's like, well, you've got all this. Yeah. So the snap count's going to be very limited for someone. But yeah, I think Detroit, Jameer Gibbs was a fantastic pickup. A lot of people cited him because running back in the first round, same with Bijan. Um, but yeah, I think Gibbs, especially with Montgomery out, has been fantastic in his starting role. Um, he'll obviously share the load when Montgomery comes back because he's up in rib injury. But yeah, but that's that's better again for the Lions because then you're back to the two-headed monster kind yeah. of two different styles of play. Well, that's great. You know, if you can vary up how you can attack defenses, then all the better. I mean, that's how they did it last year with Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift, and Craig Reynolds. Yeah. So, um, my player, I'm going to be a cop out here. I'm going to say Will Levis. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it what was such good. Hard to argue with? Like, it was good. It was good. I mean, Rashid Shaheed was up there, but like, I mean, that's a Will Le- Will Levis. I'm trying to find his stats, but that was a introduction game and a half the maybe the first touchdown should have been chalked off for offensive pass interference against uh george hopkins on i think it was aj terrell massive push off um but yeah i mean that is a great way to show yourself into the nfl um what was it 19 or 29 238 yards and four touchdowns no interceptions so and he performed better than Tannehill has done all season in one mm. game. But he's thrown more t- uh, more touchdown passes than Tannehill did in the first eight weeks, seven weeks. And granted, Tannehill did have uh, a high ankle sprain last week, so he missed that one. But yeah, I think they. I'm not going to react and say they found a quarterback or anything like that because this the Titans aren't there. They've got, still got a lot of patching up to do, especially with the offensive line. Uh, the run game hasn't been so great, but I think that, again, goes down to the offensive line. Uh, they need to find a couple more weapons behind Hopkins, but they 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 may have something from Sunday, judging from Sunday. But we'll move on to this week's games. Um, it's quite a nice slate, actually. Very nice slate. I mean, the Sunday night football is significantly better than the primetime games last week combined so yeah. uh, we'll start with the Cowboys at the Eagles um, all MCs clash obviously the Cowboys hate the Eagles Eagles hate the Cowboys might be a playoff game uh, at the end of the year what are we saying do we think 
Dak can take down the Eagles? Or do you think more of a defensive struggle? Um, no, I don't think Dak can take down the Eagles. Um, That's correct I, answer. I, I, I put in my notes here that I don't trust Dallas. Um, in the big games, I think they miss something. And I'm not sure I can put my finger on what it is exactly, but they just they don't do it for me in the big games. And I think the Eagles are a really, really good, well-rounded team. Any any team that has two quality wide receivers and a good running back behind that offensive line, uh, I would be backing them nine times out of ten. I don't really care who they're playing against. Like um that that's a strong recipe for success. And then you look at the defensive line and the rotations they can put out on that. And um, yeah, I, it's very hard to look past the Eagles. Da- uh, like I said earlier, Dallas are three, a three B in the NFC to me, but the Eagles are clearly number one. I was going to say, they've also got probably, I mean, it was stopped on Sunday, but the brotherly shove one of like, they invented the play and it's just so overpowering. Um, but Jalen Hurts has been balling out. Um, as you said, they've got wide receivers, AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. The offensive line still doesn't get talked about enough. I know. And it's really it's, good. It's probably the best in the NFL. Yeah. I'd, I'd say. Um, the secondary's been a bit battered, obviously, with injuries. They traded for Kevin Baird, fired. Still don't know. That's an, another really good pickup, though. Like, I mean, how, how do cost all that much? I know. How do you keep doing that? Where you you pick up these guys like just before the trade deadline, going, he's a really strong veteran player, and even if he's just a role play for you, he's a good player in the locker room as well. Like it, it's exactly the kind of player you want to be bringing into your organization. I think it's the I'd argue it's the second time that Harry Roseman swindled the Titans. What yeah. with the AJ Brown trade, and oh, now yeah. this. I mean, what was it? Eight. Hey, uh, Bed for Edmonds at a pick, like a fifth, mm-hmm. sixth round pick. It was yeah. something ridiculous. But um, I, I'm going to say Eagles win. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think that's the consensus between me and you. Yeah. Um, what would be the score? Um, what do you think the score will be? I, I think Eagles will win quite comfortably. Um, probably somewhere in the region of 28, 17 or something like that. Um, I think they're just too complete a team for Dallas because they can run the ball. You can take Mika Parsons out of the game to an extent, but if you want to pass, then, you know, Jalen Hurts has a bit of maneuverability. He can kind of get around the pocket and he's got two really good wide receivers and Dallas got a really good tight end. So um, I, I, I just don't see uh, Dallas are good defensively, but I don't think they're good enough to keep the Eagles in check. Uh, shout out CD Lamb for Sunday's performance as well. That was we talk about Shahid, but that Lamb was definitely the best wide receiver on Sunday. Um, I'm going to say Eagles 21 31 winners. Um, obviously, it's at the link. I think the Eagles have far too much. Dallas, I think, I was expecting Pollard to be a lot more of a factor in the offense this year. I don't think he has been. He's so, only averaging 3.9 yards a carry. That- that's not good enough. I was going to say for the NFL, for the modern NFL, you've got to have like be a pushing beyond four or five yards at least, and then it doesn't help that the guys behind haven't been performing yeah, as much. Done a great deal as well, I don't think. So, 
Yeah, uh, I think the Eagles win it. They take it quite handily. Um, we'll ask you banker at the end. We'll explain that on the show. Um, Rams Packers is the next one. Um, the, God, it's weird to see the Packers in free fall, isn't it? They're not good. Like they're, they there's no getting away from that. Like offensively, they don't look good. Defensively, they don't look particularly good. Um, like I, I, I don't think the Rams are great, but at least they have two weapons, which is two more than the Packers have got. Um, Do you think the Packers? Downfall is due to the coaching or the fact that Aaron Rodgers and now is a mixture of both because there were times early in the season when Jordan Love looked all right, but now with all the talent that they've got defensively and all the talent they've got offensively, I mean, they've lost David Bakhtiari, um, defensively, they've got like Jai Alexander, Rashawn Gary, um. Devondre Campbell as well. They just traded around as well. Douglas to the Bills. Do you think that it's down to the coaching or do you just think it's down to the fact that it's just collapsed all on in itself because of the lack of Aaron Rodgers? Um, I, I think Jordan Love certainly isn't in the same ballpark as Aaron Rodgers and Rodgers could carry that offence to an extent. But the, the Packers' offence wasn't great last year either. Um but yeah, I mean, coaching, you've got to make the most of what you've got. And I don't know that they're particularly doing that. Um, like you said, that Love looked okay early in the season, but now teams are kind of figuring out his weaknesses. And, um, you know, the Packers have to adjust to that. And whether they can do that or not, I'm not sure. I mean, I think, was it, were they the only team not to score points before half time on Sunday? Oh, could have been, yeah. I think they were playing the Vikings, and I think that was the last team to score points on red zone. Uh, um, Packers kicked a field goal in the second quarter. Oh, I was right at the end, then, yeah. Yeah. That must have been a flag. But um, the Rams are down with Matt Staff, potentially. He's day to day with a thumb injury. But as you're saying, Pukunakua and Cooper Cup. Yeah. That, that's uh, the difference in the game for me. You, can, you can't get beyond those two. Um, they're players that the Packers, Packers could just dream of right now. Um, Puka Nakua. Could dream of as well. Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean Puka Nakua got... has been phenomenal. Um, and, all season. And then you bring Cooper Cup back in after his injury, and like he's like he's never been away. I mean, teams with two good wide receivers, says they'll win more games than they'll lose. Plenty, yeah. I mean, Rams also traded away Cam because the run game suffered slightly. I mean, they've still got Kyron Williams. Uh, he's coming back soon. We've got Tyler Higney, Tired Sands. The airline's been all right, but everything was being going to be talked about the defense because it's so young. I mean, we was talked about it, but Aaron Donald's there's like three players making over a million or something ridiculous like that. It's like the gulf between the first play, top player player and Aaron Donald and the second player player is like twenty two million. But it's held up quite well. I mean, minus Dallas on Sunday. But... There's there's upside though, isn't there? When you play the young guys, you're looking at potential and you're looking at like few, hopefully future stars. Even if you've hit on one or two of them and, and you're adding to a defense that's already got Aaron Donald on it, then you're heading in the right direction at least. 
Um, yeah, so I I can understand why they went so youthful on defense. Um, and give them a chance, let them play, see what happens. If you're bad, then you were probably going to be bad with some crappy veterans as well. <laughs> um, I mean, it also gives credence to the fact that Raheem Morris should also have a head coaching job mm. in the NFL. I mean, the wonders that he's doing with that defense um, is something. But what do you think the score is going to be on Sunday? Um, Rams win comfortably. Um, uh, I'm going to go 31-14 because I struggle to see where the Packers are getting points from. Okay. <laughs> Your goals, that's about it. Yeah, um, pretty, pretty. I mean, garbage 14 if I given two touchdowns, but yeah. you know, if I'd said 12 and they kicked four field goals, I wouldn't be surprised by that at all. <laughs> uh, I've gone with 24-10 just uh, with regards to the uncertainty of Stafford. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember who the back quarterback was because I'm, if I'm pretty sure it's Stetson Bennett's gone away from the team. I'm not sure. So that leaves QB2 up for debate. Um, next up is Seahawks at Ravens. Um, two very good teams that aren't necessarily at the top of their conferences that are contending for the playoffs, like a deep play, they dark horse playoff run. Yes. Um, I mean, do you think the Ravens have a chance that they could do what they did to the Lions against Seahawks, or do you think the Seahawks could put up more of a fight? Um, I think if if things go the way for the Ravens, they could do that, yes. Um, they have surprised me this year. Um, I, I didn't think they'd be great. I thought they'd be reasonable, but they've looked much better. They've looked genuinely like potential problem um come the playoff time um i i thought their offense started slowly with uh, munchen as new coordinator but at the same time that looks like it's coming along quite nicely um lamar's not just a big running back playing quarterback he's actually passing the ball yeah Yeah, he's playing like a genuine quarterback and he can run the ball as well and that's kind of if you have one of those quarterbacks, that's how you need to play. You can't just keep running him with it. Um, so I've been very impressed with how the offense has gone. Zay Flowers looks really good. Um, I think if he continues to improve over the course of the season, then come the playoff time, they will give a couple of teams big problems. Um, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the head co- the offensive coaching, uh, the offensive coordinator. Uh, Todd Monken, that was an inspired choice. I mean, I said I'd have him in Cleveland, but he's been working wonders for the Ravens. That whole offense has been transformed in the space of an offseason. Yeah. Um, Seahawks last week, I know they played the Browns. Yeah, they they, <laughs> they got us slightly. Thanks. Thanks for that. Um, they, hey, we lost to Denver. I can't say anything. <laughs> that's a, yeah, but Den- Denver gets too much stick, I think. I, I think they get too much stick for the fact that, like, oh, it's Denver, Russ, Broncos country, and that's Friday and all that. But Russ has been playing well. He played well. He played all right. I mean, I mean, in, we, in the se- in the season as a gen- in general compared yeah. to last season, he's light years ahead of him. But yeah. like, I mean, I just don't get the hate for him. But anyways, um, Seattle edged us out, but Gino didn't look good. 
they gashed us with a few big run plays, but but who, who just... does look good against the Browns' defense? Like you've got some pass rush there, so I mean, oh, yeah, Miles Garrett and Darius Smith, what a combo that yeah, was! Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, yeah, Gino didn't look great against you, but there's going to be a lot of quarterbacks who don't look great against you. So I, I don't think you can hold that against him. I mean, they did have a few run plays that like and big gashes as well, like 20, 30 yard chunk plays, but they just never kept doing it. They just abandoned it. And then Gino just looked a little bit stuck in the mud a few times throughout the, well, definitely the middle portion of the second and third quarter of the game. I'm part of the Seahawks Discord and they were calling for Drew Locke to come in. Which... You've got to be desperate to do that. <laughs> I mean, they, they would get, they were starting to get desperate, but. Um, I just think if they if they keep going, I think they could be relying on Drew Lock to come in a couple of times because if, if they were if they were look that bad, I mean, obviously the Ravens' defense, the Baltimore's known for the defensive players, and they've got Adolfo away, Patrick Queen as well. But if they can't perform again like they, if they perform again like they did, do you think that's greatest concerns for their postseason potential? Um, it could do, yes. Um, See, seeing as they've got they've got such talent across the roster that they're not utilizing in the way. I mean, like DK's been complaining on the field too, against the Bengals, the big one about missing open reads. Do you think that could come back to Holman? Um. Yeah, I mean, you need competent quarterback play if you're going to make a playoff run. Um, and if they're not getting that, then, you know, it's going to bite them at some stage. Um, I, uh, Gino, yeah, he's not playing as well as he did last year, but he was really, really good last year. So yeah, um, it, it's, it, is he playing at like 15th best quarterback in the league? Maybe a little bit better than that. So if you're kind yeah. of, if if you're a better than average quarterback, then you know you're gonna have some good games, you're gonna have some bad games. I I I don't think it will stop them making the playoffs, but I don't know that they're in that bracket that's gonna make a deep playoff run. Yeah. As I was say that it kind of having Gino like is good for them but also limits them in in a way. Because they haven't got that superstar quarterback that could win them games. Yeah. But as you were but saying they have two they have two really good running backs. Who can, who can, yeah, Chardonnay and um, Walker, who can grind it out when Gino's not having a great day. So the, there's, they can pivot and there's avenues there that they can actually play on offense. Like you said, they gashed you for a few good gains there. You know, yeah. if Gino isn't playing well, then just keep handing the ball off until Gino kind of figures himself out. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is probably the toughest game of the week to call because there's so much on both sides. Um, Neil, what do you think? I, I fancy the Ravens. Um, I think they're, they're, they are on form at the moment. They look like a good side. But I, I do think the Seahawks can keep it close. Probably 24-21 to the Ravens or somewhere in that region. Um, not massively high scoring, but I, I think the Ravens just have a little bit too much for the Seahawks. I was say, I've, I've gone with a field goal and pair of the Ravens. Uh, I've gone 24-27. Okay. But I, it, is, it has that potential to be game of the week. It's going to be super close between two very good teams from either conference. Um, we're going to save 
your game to last, obviously, because it's NFL Germany and it's the Chiefs. Yeah. So we'll move on to Sunday night football between the Bills and the Bengals. Um, I'm going to say you, you want to see a tie in this. <laughs> um, no, I'd, I'd like to see the Bengals win, um, oh, to be perfectly okay. honest. Um, any, any particular I, reason? I'm not a Bills fan. Um, I think they're overhyped, and um, I'd like to see them put in their box, basically. <laughs> um, I mean, fair, you you can talk all you. I mean, it's it's your your stage, yours. You're a fellow. You're a cheese fan, so you can slight more you want. I, well, I, I can. I don't like doing it, but at the same time, like um, they're flat track bullies for me. If to use a cricketing term. Um, they beat up bad teams by a lot of points, but when it matters in the big games, they've gone missing. Um, I think the Bills offensively are too one-dimensional. Now, I, I did put in my notes that if their offense is more like last week's offense, which was don't just throw the ball to Stefan Diggs all the time, but actually try and target your other guys as well, then it's more balanced and that's harder to defend. But like for the past couple of seasons, it's been throw it to Stefan Diggs or Josh Allen runs around and hopes something happens. And that's not a playoff caliber offense. It's good enough to beat a lot of bad teams, but when the chips are down, like three years ago, they never turned up against us. Two years ago, you can't lose with 13 seconds to go when you're winning. That's just not Absolutely acceptable. Not. Um, good teams don't do that. And then they never showed up against the Bengals last year. So like there's a lot of hype and a lot of Super Bowl talk, but I don't see it. Also lost some really like some games that they really should have won. The Patriots game as well. The big one that sticks out like a sore thumb. They should beat them handily. Yeah. But Bill Belichick just had their number. And I mean, the Jags game as well, they came out really sloppy. Yeah. Like for three quarters of that game. And then the they fourth quarter they turned yeah. up. But I I mean, they did have the day against the Dolphins, but I don't think that exonerates them at all from like the two losses. I mean, yes, they play well against one of the top teams in the AFC, but you can't. But the champions of the league can't be losing to like the Patriots, who are at the time one and five, the Jags, who are I know they're still a winning team, but they're still not in that upper echelon mm. of of the conference. Um, Cincinnati, as we said earlier, they're starting to fire. Yeah, I mean Jamar Chase is coming back. Yeah, he had hundred well. yards last week. Um, I I think the Bengals are starting to round into form. Like they were a team that worried me before the season started. I'm not sure I'm quite as worried as I was then about the Bengals, but I I still think they're they're a good team with not many weaknesses and. You kind of, I I don't know if they've got like something you can pick on and spam the easy button against them, um, and that kind of again I go back to the two good wide receivers kind of thing as well. Like any team yeah. with two good wide receivers, and you're going to be in with a shout. And they've got three. Yes, they got yeah. Chase Higgins and Boyd. Um, I think there's a couple of bits you could maybe spam. I mean, tight ends for the Bengals. Big, big problem. I mean, I've got Irv Smith, Mitchell, uh, Drew Sample, and Mitchell Wilcox. 
the platoon in them. It's not really like a great tight end room because obviously Chiefs have got Travis Kelsey. Bank You've got three really good wide receivers. How good does your tight end room need to be? I mean, it just you'd like to see something that there. Yeah, just 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 one. I'm not asking for yeah. much. Just one, like a like even if they drafted one in this past draft. I mean, Luke Musgrave, Luke Shoemaker. Not like a Michael Mayer or a Dalton Kincaid type. I mean, the Bills have drafted Kincaid, and he's looking like a diamond in the like a diamond for them. Yeah. Um, the run game as well this season. I mean, we answered the question on Sunday: Where's Joe Mixon been? We found him. He scored a touchdown, um, but it just hasn't been performing. Like he's, I think he was under 300, 200, 300 yards mm-hmm. before Sunday, and. Again, it just doesn't get get it done if Joe Burrow is having a struggle of a day. Yeah. You want that run game to rely on. Mix has not turned up this season, so it, it kind of has swings around. How, how much were teams focusing on the fact that Burrow wasn't healthy? Yeah, so you, you stack the box, you force Burrow, an unhealthy Burrow, to pass. And like with the carpentry, he can't step into throws very well. You know, do, how much did teams actually take advantage of that um, yeah, now Burrow's healthier again you, you don't do necessarily not. want to be playing them the same way as you were in week two yeah do you think though that with Joe's injury do you think they should have shut him down for four weeks or like kept him off the field I I would have done yes um, not not put him on IR because obviously IR runs him out four weeks and might be back in two but yeah. do you think he should have been Ben, not benched, but rested, not maybe. playing. Yeah, rested. Yeah, yeah uh, really. yes, absolutely, yes. Because it's very difficult to play quarterback when you can't step into your throws like that. And unless you really hate whoever your number two quarterback is, then it's a long season, like seventeen game season. You're not winning it in week four. Um, you know, with that trio of wide receivers you'll be in games um, even with your backup playing. So I, I would have rested him for a first couple of weeks and made sure he was healthy before he came back. Uh, it's Jake Browning. Okay. is the uh, quarterback too. I could not have named that. <laughs> I could have named that. I genuinely didn't know who he was until the, I, I still don't know. It was just the name on a page. I'm just like, who, who is he? Where's he come from? But yeah. Um, obviously I think someone, there'll be, a lot of emotions in the game as well. Sunday night football with what happened last year. Yes. Um, it's Demar first game between these two since that happened. Um, what do you think will be the score on Sunday? Um, I, I do think it'll be close because for all I say about the Bills, they're a good side, but they're not a great side. Um, so I think they will run the Bengals close, but I'm going to go 27 27- 21 to the Bengals. I think it's going to be a high scoring game, I think. I mean, there's two high flying, well, we say two high flying offense, two high flying passing attacks yeah. with Allen and Diggs and then Burrow and Chase as well as the headliners. Um, I've gone with 27 31 in favor of the Bengals, as much as it pays to say it with the, of being a Browns fan of the Bengals. I mean, I picked against them last week and they won, so. Hopefully, jinx them this week. But yeah, I mean, Cincinnati get ran into form. I mean, it can't be denied. They are going to be a machine by the end of the year. Yeah. 
Uh, charges at Jets. Now, this one was going to be a lot better with Aaron Rodgers playing. Yes. Um, which, speaking of, have you seen him throwing? No. But like, I, was, I hear they're looking at having him back this season. He was post six, six weeks after his surgery on Sunday. He was seen throwing on the field without a boot. Mm. Which is just mind-blowing. Like, for a torn Achilles. I mean, Kirk Cousins needs to go and speak to yeah. Aaron's physio because he could be back for week 18. But I, I don't think it will matter then because I don't think the Jets will be in the playoff picture. Um, no, that's true. I mean, so I, I, I would probably just can him for the season. and Unless you are mathematically well in the mix. I'd say if, if, there's seven, if it's like week 14, if it comes to Christmas, week 14, week 15, they're like 7, 7, 8, and 7. I think they could have him back and they can make a runner for it. But if they fall below that 500 line, I think... That's where you have to go. Okay, that's it. Done. Yeah. But the charge, the charges won against the Bears uh, last week. Thank, thank God for uh, Rand Staley's job. Um, is he the biggest fraud in the NFL? <laughs> He's the biggest handbrake in the NFL. That's for sure. Um, He's the biggest what? <laughs> handbrake. Oh. <laughs> um, I mean, he's a he's a defensive guru, isn't he? And yet their defense is atrocious. Um. I, I I don't know if he knows what he wants to be because like in the first season with them, fourth down decision making, hyper aggressive analytics, let's go for it every single time, and then the following far too aggressive. And then the following season, he went the complete opposite. I'm never going for it ever again on fourth down. And it's like, which are you? Like, are you? You can't be one or the other. Yeah, you you have, you have to be something. Yeah, you you have to. I mean, if your conviction is. I, I believe in the analytic side of things and we're going to be aggressive and we're going to go for it. And I trust Justin Herbert and we've got Keenan Allen and we've got Austin Eckler. And if we need to get two yards on fourth down, then we'll bloody well get two yards on fourth down and you're not going to stop us. If that's his belief, then fine, do that. But don't then just give up on it as soon as you start getting criticism from the media because it didn't work once or twice. Um I think the thing with the the fourth downs, which always does me right, is the analytic side of things. You have to separate the idea of going from it from the play call, because the idea of going for it can be the right idea, but you have to get the play call and the execution right as well. And I think sometimes he had the right idea in going for it, and they just didn't perform when they went for it. So I I, I would love to see him go back to his aggressive aggressiveness. Um, because if you've got Justin Herbert, you want to have the ball as much as you can. And you've got to trust he's going to get whatever, two or three yards if you're going for it on fourth down. Um, but from a defensive point of view, like I, I don't see where his sort of current status matches to his alleged resume. Like he, um, Their defense is shocking. Um yeah, I'm, I'm going to try. I'm just trying to find the uh, defensive stats in the NFL because I want to see where they are ranked defensively um, across the league. Because, like, you're not hearing anything like big plays or anything like that, takeaways, interceptions, fumbles, and it's just like, what's what's going on with them? 
So it's just strange. And I mean, as you were saying, they've got the hyper-aggressiveness from one year and then the, the essentially... Hyper-conservativeness the next year. Yeah, just 180 and back the other way. Yeah. Do you think Staley got a, quite scared? Yes. From the results or from the media attention I think for it? The media attention, I think, um, because he he should be able to differentiate between the idea of going for it and the actual outcome of it. Um, and I think when the media kind of started to pile on him going, what are you doing? This is insane. You're going for it on fourth down all the time. If, if that was what he believed in, he would be able to explain, well, this is why I went for it. Like it made a 7% difference to our win probability. And if we get the first down there, we win the game. Great. Um, he, he has to be able to explain that. So I, I don't know how much he actually believed in it in the first place, but if you're going to do it, do it. Don't do it. Don't not do it because of the media. The Chargers have the third worst passing defense in terms of yards allowed. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of rushing, they have the fifth best. Okay. But it helps with Joey Bowes from the and Claire Mack. Yeah. I mean, that defensive line, let's give it some flowers. I mean, Joey Bosa. Khalil Max had a renaissance year. I mean, against was it the, the Vegas Raiders? Six sacks six against Dan yeah. O'Connell. <laughs> that was dead days. Um, but the pass, indeed, the secondary, we've heard about it. JC Jackson went back to uh, New England. The Patriots, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Um, Zach Wilson's been okay, passable. I mean, Sunday, let's not talk about that because that was one of the ugliest games of football we've ever witnessed. But it's been all right. I mean, Brees Hall's been lights out, obviously, because Brees Hall. Yeah. And he's in my fantasy team. Gotta always mention <laughs> fantasy teams. Um but yeah, I think this one would be more of a more of a low scoring game in comparison to the other primetime game for me. Uh, I've gone with the Chargers winning at 2117. Um what do you think? Um I think defensively the Jets are really good. They they gave us real problems when we played them back in week four. Um, the speed across the defense at all levels was very apparent. And the stunts on the defensive line, like they gave our offensive line kittens in that game that we just didn't know. Wh- they did not know where the rushes were coming from. That was Zach Wilson's, uh, like, okay, I, I am here, I promise, game. Yes. Where- the, the Jets were written off. I think this was the same. Was this the same week that the Dolphins had hung seventy on the Broncos? And there, everybody said that the Chiefs was going to score eighty or ninety on this yeah. broken Jets team, but they hung close. And it's not like the Jets have a bad day. I mean, that's great defense. Mm. Last year, I mean, last year, what was it? If they had a better quarterback, like yeah. a Kirk Cousins type player, they'd been they'd have been in the playoffs. But gone. Sorry, what's um, just gone? Yeah, so I think relatively low scoring game. Um, I I can't bring myself to pick the Chargers because I just don't trust them. Um, and I, you've no idea what they're going to do on a week to week basis. It must be so frustrating being a Chargers fan. Uh, but I'm going to pick the Jets, seventeen uh, fourteen. That's the first score we've had different. Oh, the first yeah, teams to pick different, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. First team, um, right, the big one, the yes. one we're all here to witness. Uh, the floor is yours. 
take it away. Dolphins are apt chiefs. You are going to Germany, aren't you? I am going to Germany. Yeah, I fly out on Friday morning. I have lucky, lucky man. I have game <laughs> tickets. Um, I, I have a very good friend who is a season ticket holder, and when the codes came out, I was like, "Get me a code." Um, and he's had his season ticket for a long time, so. I got in the first batch and it's like, right, pick where you want to sit in the stadiums. Right. Don't mind if I do. Um, so I, I, yeah, I was very lucky and very happy to get tickets. Um, when I was on with you guys before the season, when we did the preview, I had this as one of our losses for the season. Um, okay. And I, I go back to the two wide receivers and running game. Uh, I'm really glad Devon A chain isn't playing. Um, because at least that takes some degree of the running game out. But I was gonna say Raheem Most has just been on one. Yeah, it is absence, just been on one. I had this as a win in our preseason predictions. I had this as a Chiefs win. But do you think I mean because we've um which make the like defensive line for the Chiefs? Because I mean Carl Aftis has been Decent, and many who's not been as he has oh, he's he only played two games because he yeah. was suspended for the first six. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, what would you make of the day? I think, um, I think defensively, we look really solid across all three levels. Um, the line, there's a good bit of variation, like Chris Jones can play anywhere, and they started lining himself and Amenihu up on the same side. Like that's going to give teams problems. Um, Kalaftis has six sacks now. Um, he's got as many sacks as he had last season, and we're only in week nine. Um, he's got six sacks. He has six sacks already. Yes, that's, he had two and a half on Sunday. Quiet. <laughs> yes, but it, he's been steadily accumulating them. He's been he's about seventh in the league in pressures, I think, and they're starting to turn into sacks as well now. Um, yeah. The, the unsung one on the defensive line is Mike Dana. He is, I love him to bits. He's going to be my next jersey. Um, he is a really, really solid seven out of 10 every game. Um, he's got a bit of pass rush juice, but he's good against a run. You can play him on any down. Um, they have their NASCAR package on third down where they put the tackles at end and the end at tackles and they're playing Amaniu and Chris Jones to the outside and Mike Dana and Kalaftis inside, that's going to cause carnage with a lot of teams. A NASCAR package? Yes, that's what they call it, the NASCAR package, yes. I'm trying to figure out, is it, I know it's just reverse, but like, NASCAR in reverse? So you've got your speed guys in the middle against the guards in the centre. Yeah, and yeah. You've got yeah. your big guys against big the guys, on the outside. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say I get that now. It's just a, just NASCAR is like just think of people going round and round. Um, <laughs> Hopefully, that's not what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, I think um, was it Drew Tranquil went down on Sunday because Nick Bol- Nick Bolton broke his wrist. Nick Bolton broke his wrist, so he's done till December. But Tranquil's played really well. He he was a very good addition in the off season. Um, that- that one's flown under the radar for a lot of people. I like that as well. I mean, it was solid for the Chargers. Yes. Comes to the Chiefs. I thought he'd have more of a prominent role, but now he's going to get that with he, the He will get that now. Uh, Willie Gay was injured on Sunday. Um, That's I think who it, I was thinking he's of. He's questionable. Was, um, yeah, it was Willie Gay, not Drew Tranquil. Apologies. If he doesn't play, that's a problem. 
Um, because now you're down to Jack Cochran or uh, a another random linebacker. Um, there, oh, um, Harris, Darius Harris came back um, from wherever he's been for the past year. Um, so that that kind of shows that they're starting to get a little thin at linebacker. But Chanel, Gay, and Tranquil is still a pretty good three um to trot out there and then the secondary's been outstanding um mcduffie and sneed have been fantastic as your two primary corners um mike edwards who we picked up from tampa bay as a third safety he's been really good i I was very impressed with him from what he's done this season um his pass coverage is excellent he's like allowing like a 20 passer rating when teams throw at him um you know you ain't getting any change out of him um, so defensively on all three levels, we look really solid. And again, there's not really a weak point that you're going to go after. If if we're missing Willie Gay and Nick Bolton, then throw at the linebackers and kind of get in that intermediate area. Yeah, I was going to say throw at the middle. Because Chanel's been a good pickup. Leo Chanel's been great from his rookie season. Yeah. Um, he's out of Wisconsin. Um and he's a little Trump bit. World. He's a little bit one-dimensional as Chanel. Like he's very good going forwards, but if you get yeah. him to go in any other direction, um, then there's slight problems there. If you get him going backwards, then he's goosed. Um, yeah, you don't want him in coverage, but he he's quite a handy little blitzer. Um, and good just, run stuffer as well. Justin Reed's been on a tear this year as well, hasn't he? he had a block he field has, goal yeah. on. Sunday. Yeah. Was it Justin Reed that the block field goal? I know that yes, there, there was, was a block right, yes. in that yeah. game, but um Patrick Mahomes is going to be healthy with regards to not having flu. Yes, that's so that it did kind of look like it took it out of him on some against Denver. Not saying not saying that it was completely his fault. I mean the whole team looked like they were stuck in mud for a bit. I, I think we just didn't take Denver seriously. Like when you've beaten someone 16 times in a row there's going to be a degree of complacency sets in and then you turn the ball over five times as well. That's not a recipe for success at any level. Like Denver's three touchdown drives were something like 10 yards, 30 yards and 50 yards. Um, their say, average, can't let that happen. No, their, their average starting position was their own 45. Like you, you the defense has been playing well, but there's limitations on what you can ask them to do. Um, so and then you're going to at best three and out or three points yeah pretty much yeah. every time especially in denver when you're at the high altitude and you can kick at longer ranges like um, oxygen as well for the players yeah yeah absolutely yeah um offensively it, it's strange because if you look at dvoa we're top five in dvoa in offense defense and special teams but it hasn't felt like we've been in top five offense um Kelsey has been a monster, um, but outside of him, the receiving core has been patchy. Like Justin Watson's been our best receiver. Rashi Rice is looking better and better each week, but I hope so because Fantasy's going to struggle with him without him. I drafted him very, very highly. I thought he'd be balling out by the time the week nine hit, but it's not. It's not happened for him just yet. He's just waiting for that big. Welcome to the NFL game. Um, where's Marcus Valdez-Gantley gone? 
Uh, he's very steady like he's downfield, <laughs> pretty much every play. He just runs one route. Like, that, I mean, go. yeah, well, that's part of the problem, though, is that they have Watson and Valdez Scantling who can stretch the defense. That's great. But a lot of our problems have been in the red zone this year. And you can't stretch the defense in the red zone. Like, it's very difficult to do. So, Valdez, Scantling, and Watson, they have good deep speed, but they don't have short speed. It takes them a while to get up to deep speed. And when you're inside the 20, you don't have that range for them to get up to speed. And so we we can't separate defenses out. Um, and then we try cutesy stuff um, that teams seem to be waiting on now. And that, that just isn't working, really. I was going to say, it seems like the Chiefs trick playbook has been uh, sussed out or leaked to the media yeah. in a lot of things uh, in it. But... The run game behind Pacheco has been a bit spotty as well, hasn't it? Uh, Clyde is awful. Like um, <laughs> Clyde Edwards, he, he has like a success rate of about nineteen percent for runs. It's Jesus. just, it's nowhere near good enough. Like he, he's kind of got a reputation as a drive killer now for the fans because when he's in instead of Pacheco, you go, well, this is a three and out because they're going to hand it off to him on first down and he's going to get nothing. And then they'll probably throw it to him on second down and he's going to get nothing. And then you got third and 10 and you're hoping that Pat can find Travis somewhere. Um, and yeah. McKinnon's still about as well. McKinnon, I think, is starting to show his age a bit. Yeah, um, I was going to say, he's, he's, like, last season he had the um, stretch of like three or like four or five games of receiving touchdowns in every game. Nine. He had nine in a row. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was yeah. something big. I yeah. don't know why I came up with it. Just, I just knew it was a long time. Yeah. But it just seems like he's fell off a little bit. Like is the yeah. lack of naming of him just seems like his form is starting to show his age. And he, yeah, he's not, lost a step definitely. He, I mean, yeah, his nickname his nickname's Jet. He's no longer a Jet. Like he he's not a burner. He's not going to run away from too many people. Um, but then they're not using Pacheco enough. I don't think. Um, like we were down fourteen nine at half time against Denver, and we ran the ball once with Pacheco in the second half and we were barely it was like 10 minutes to go in the fourth quarter before we were two scores down you know there were opportunities yeah. to hand the ball off and run but uh, and to just, make it more, more three-dimensional than the one yeah absolutely teams teams are scared of Pat and they're scared of getting beat deep so they're not stuck in the box and you need to then be able to run the ball and last year we did that quite well this year we haven't and that has been an influencing factor in how we've played, definitely. Uh, what do you make of your opponents, the Miami Dolphins? Do you think with this, we could be seeing a preview of the AFC Championship game? Do you think that this could be deep January football? Yes, um, that wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. Um, I mean, offensively, you know what they're going to do. You know what they're going to do. Like speak, speak kills for them. Yeah, absolutely, I mean, absolutely. I think there was the, the, the stat that was like seven of the top ten fastest speeds are Miami Dolphins between Mostert, Achan, uh, Waddle, and mm. Hill. Uh, I mean, two has been performing fantastically. I mean, obviously the lingering question of injuries, injury history, and all that. But I mean, with what he has for an offensive line in terms of not the greatest it's probably middle of the road in terms of talent it's been way outperforming itself yeah um go on. yeah i mean 
you know, there's a difference between knowing what they're going to do and stopping what they're going to do. And yeah. um, you know, on Sunday, they're going to force feed Tyreek Hill and they're going to try and get 200 yards for him uh, at about 27 touchdowns if they got the chance. <laughs> but um, stopping that is, you know, it's not going to be easy because nobody's really managed that so far this season. Um, going to have to win the turnover battle. Um, can't afford to get too far behind. I think it's one of the things with our offense this year. In past years, going down by two scores weren't really that bothered because you got Pat and, you know, he's 10-point deficit. And yeah. There's a running joke, you know, we've got them where we want them now because his record when he's down by double digits is ridiculously good, like he's better than anybody in history. Um, and it's not particularly close. But this year you don't get that feeling from the offense that if we went down by more than one score, that he's got the weapons to come back. Um, so it's going to be who can control the game early, who can get into a lead. If we can get into a 14 point lead and the pass rush can pin its ears back. Good. Um, if they get into a 14 point lead and they can do what they want and pick and choose when to run and pass, that could be a problem. Um, I mean, Last year, I mean, obviously we had the Super Bowl between the Eagles and the Chiefs, and the Eagles went into halftime with, was it 24-14? About that, yeah. At that point, it didn't seem how you said you got, oh, I put in my home's 10 points down, got them where they wanted. Last year, it didn't feel like that, I'll be honest. It didn't seem like Mahomes really had an answer. I mean, he w- was injured yet, before halftime. Second half of the Super Bowl, he was impeccable. You know, yeah, I mean, as say, it proves every drive is a touchdown drive. Um, but I think that for like perceived invincibility about him has slowly ebbed away over the past few, definitely this season. I think with regards to last week with kept with the, against Broncos, obviously he was ill, so yeah, we'll, we'll cut the man some slack. Obviously, Travis Kelsey didn't have um. Taylor in the stands. <laughs> we won't mention her anymore. Promise. Um, I'm trying to. It was week one, wasn't it, against the Lions? The other loss. Yes. Which just, yeah. But I mean, I just, with that one, we lost Kelsey two days before the game. With yeah, yeah, the high knee. We yeah. didn't have Chris Jones because he hadn't signed his contract at that stage. So just, that's two of your best. Just felt very bare bones. Yeah, two of your best three players were missing that game. So I, I wouldn't read too much into that loss. We needed oh, no. we needed a lot to go wrong in that game for the Lions to beat us, and it did. Like the pick six, there was no one within 10 yards of Kadarius Tony, and it was still a pick six. Um, like it hit him in the hands. You, you can't you can't have I that happen. Like, news from that. No, you just can't you just can't have that happen. Um I, uh, that, that was a funny time. I love I remember that was a great week one. Mean of Kadarius Tony's stone hands, yeah, like his hands have just been put on IR, anyways. Chiefs win. I'm gonna say yes because I we did our podcast last night and I did pick us to win, but I'm not doing it with any degree of confidence at all. Again, with regard like this and the Seahawks Ravens game from earlier and the Bills Bengals game, this is possibly the biggest coin flip of the weekend, Mm, maybe of the whole season. Yeah, and we could be looking at not one but two potential AFC playoff games mm-hmm. this weekend. Uh, what do you think the score's going to be if you had to hang your hat on it? I have no idea. Um, I, I 
I think it'll be a close game. I'm going to say Chiefs 31, Dolphins 30. Um, but it, it, if it was 54-51, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, oh, that, that, that Chiefs-Rams game. Yes, the Chiefs-Rams game. That's, exactly that was what I'm that's probably the best game I've ever watched. Yeah. Honestly. I'll tell you what, we lost that game, but it was still one of the best games I've ever watched. You didn't mind losing that game at no, five so- in the morning because it was such a good game. You just wish there was a tie at the end of the day. I mean, because then you get 10 more minutes of it. Yeah. Um, I've gone with a Chiefs win. I've also gone 30 points for the Dolphins. I've gone 30-33 in favour of the Chiefs. And obviously with it being Germany, Neil, have a great time. Thank you. Very, very lucky. Very, very jealous as well. Uh, do you want to tell everybody where you are or what who you're with? Our heads broad, tell them, tell them um, about them. So Arrowheads Abroad, you'll find us on Twitter, KCChiefs underscore UK. You'll find us on Facebook, Arrowheads Abroad. Um, we are kind of in conjunction with another Chiefs, uh, a German Chiefs podcast called Das Kingdom, um, organising a bunch of stuff over the weekend. Um, so on Friday afternoon, we have uh, an attempt at the biggest Red Friday group photograph outside of Kansas City, which is probably quite a niche market, but hey, it's a market nonetheless. Um, on Saturday night, um, there is uh, an event organized in um, kind of downtown that um, I think a lot of us are going to. Like we, we have a WhatsApp group with about 60 people in it from all across Europe and America, and it's just carnage in there. Um, and then Sunday, everyone meets up, uh, I think it's one o'clock at the um, tram station near the stadium, and we all head in together. Um, so it it should be a great weekend. Um, I, I'm too old for three-day drinking sessions, but I'll give it my best shot. Uh, half past two kickoff off. UK time, isn't it? Half past three uh, yes, German time. it's half past three German time, yeah. Perfect. Half past eight in the morning, Kansas City time. What a, what a dream to wake up to. I mean, it's weird. I've got a tangent here. It was weird when we went to Boston that we woke up on a Saturday morning and it was Premier League football. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was like, oh, okay, we're just going to wake up, go straight to the football. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but, Neil, thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us. Uh, no you know, genuinely do hope you have a great time in uh, Germany. Um, as you said, you're with uh, KC Chiefs on Score UK. Yeah, uh, we've also got podcast as well. Do you want to yep. just tell the same? Is it? Yeah, it's the Arrowheads Abroad podcast. Yeah, you'll find us on Spotify, iTunes, wherever wherever you get your podcasts from. Just like this one. Yes. Uh, and on that bombshell, uh, thank you very much for listening. Um, Neil, as we said, thank you for joining us. And no hopefully the Chiefs win for you on Sunday. Uh, hopefully win for all Chiefs fans in Germany. Uh, you know where to find us. Quick Snap UK, Instagram. And X, not Twitter, or formerly Twitter. Still Twitter. (laughs) Perfect. Well, thank you very much, and uh, see you next time. Network.